views and opinions of the host are those of the host and not of the companies they are affiliated with. No inside information is known, and if there is, it will not be revealed. Occasional bad language may be used. Hey, hey, another episode. Welcome to Theme Park Blueprints. As always, I am Ryan, one half of the Theme Park guys, and joining me as always, Drew the Intern. How you doing, Drew? I'm the other half of the uh, this podcast, but not the other half of the Theme Park guides. No, 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 no. No. Um, I'm, I'm doing well. I I like the, the, the digital intro that, that got added uh, last week. You know, just kind of just... I was looking around, I was looking for something to listen to while I was editing the show and came across that little, you know, chip tunes little ditty, so I was like, you know what? Let's add it. Let's see let's see how it goes. Yeah, I mean all all, all podcasts sort of have their own little intro so it doesn't just start with words and uh we should not be the exception. We should join the clan. Exactly. We should have a little have a little fun, have you know, if anyone in the world ever hears that they go Wait a second. That's the theme song to Theme Park Blueprints. Yeah. So we uh that that we are. So yeah, we are in what is this? Episode 4. I almost forgot already. Mhm. Uh, so episode 4 here, um we're not going to tell you what it's about. I guess you're you already know by the title of it, but we'll get to that here shortly, but let's talk about our last episode. So last last episode we did Six Flags Over Georgia. Uh, we got a couple feedback, got some um, emails, got a couple tweets. Um, so here from Brian, who was the one that uh, suggested Six Flags Over Georgia to us, he said, Hey guys, great job covering Six Flags Over Georgia. Made my lunch break. Good. Glad I could, uh, mm-hmm. we could help your lunch break. I just wanted to add that I agree with the water park expansion in a few years. It's a bit small and would benefit with a few more slides. As for 2017, I think something besides Justice League is coming. The construction wall says, get ready for something big. Doesn't sound too Justice League-y to me. Screamscape had some good speculations on the matter, too. Like y'all said, the old Batman Axis Arena really needs to go, and it'd be a perfect spot for a future SNS 4D slash free fall coaster or Spy Girl. What does he mean by Spy Girl? I don't know. I looked on Spy Girl, and I don't know. I don't know if this is like a kid's... Uh, show i don't know I, I i don't know what this is i i looked um but if they want to make a spy girl thing then they'd have to teach everybody what it is <laughs> he also said one last thing that old six flags property y'all were referring to in atlanta was american adventures it closed maybe 10 years ago pretty much an, an fec on the same property as whitewater a lot of it is still just sitting there abandoned along with the zamperla powered coaster thanks again and keep up the good work and I remember last last episode we had said that he said he had his own predictions for Six Flags Over Georgia that he had sent us earlier. So I included those in this episode. He had said, One thought for me, in my opinion, we need a launch coaster, preferably a B and M launched wing or something from Premier, i.e. full throttle. Not so much Intamin. Brian. You know, I, I do think it's interesting. Um we haven't seen more of either one of these really. I'm shocked we haven't seen the the thrill full throttle style rides going into other Six Flags parks. I would have guessed that that would have been something they signed because they don't seem to sign usually one ride contracts. It's usually more than that. And um, 
Not and same with the uh, the the wing coaster. We mm-hmm. put one at Great America, and we haven't done anything since then with that. But uh, that and I'm shocked. Holiday World is the only one with the launched Thunderbird, and then nothing else has done that either. I would have thought that would have been something we would have seen almost yearly after that. So I could see both of those come in. Um, launch coasters are fun, and uh, wing other, coasters are fun. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I I agree with all that. I don't know why Six Flags hasn't dipped into that premiere launch. I don't know if that's all kind of part of the Superman, like their new that coaster that they did in Discovery Kingdom. I don't know if it was like a two coaster deal or something. Or who knows? We might have something coming this year that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. It's all. I mean, these these contracts usually last over a couple years. So we also got an email from. Lucas, he said, hey guys, hello. Hi. Loved the last episode on Six Flags Over Georgia. Well, thank I think, you. I think we will see an RMC wooden coaster themed to Bizarro in the spot by Superman in 2017. Interesting ideas. They would have room for it if they got rid of some attractions near the location, and then probably see the Justice League Dark Ride a few years after that, as it is a huge investment to make for the Dark Rides. I think you should do California's Great America for your next episode, as it is talked about very little on many podcasts. Lucas. He also sent us a tweet that said, At Park Blueprints, SFOG episode was great. Do CGA or SFDK next. He really wants us to do California's Great America. Um, And they're definitely on the, the, the randomizer list. They are. We, unfortunately, are not going there this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny you point that out. I never really thought about that, but people would know by the title which one we pick when exactly. we do the whole like drum roll, like oh, randomizer, which one's coming? <laughs> it it it's true. Um, it's it's just something that happens. It's more, I guess, more fun and more of a a thing for us to not know mm-hmm. what's going on, and I guess they just get to live, you know, through our experience by proxy. Yeah. Okay, so um, also throughout the week, there was some other Screamscape reported from Six Flags of War Georgia and Six Flags Great Adventure about them doing local planning board stuff. And Six Flags of War Georgia has a local planning board meeting that is just called Six Flags Justice League Ride. Ah, what could that be? I wonder if it's a RMC wooden coaster. Named Bizarro? Named Bizarro. Oh. Um, so I think I think we nailed the Six Flags Over Georgia one on the head. And then Six Flags Great Adventure, they also have a meeting with the local planning board called 2017 Capital Improvements, Construction of a 25,000 square foot, 33 foot tall building to house a new theme park attraction. Which... I don't know. That sounds like a Justice League ride to me. Yeah, but what's interesting is it's not going in the spot that we thought it was going in. That's that's what I've heard. I've heard they brought in a bunch of steel, and it looks like the same steel that they used in some of the other buildings. And reports are coming in that it's going to go over by Nitro. Interesting. Well, that was where their Batman stunt show was over in that sort of area. It is. I mean, that could be where they're moving this, and they're just having... All that be the section. I don't. I don't know if that's where I would put it. But I guess they know their park a little better than we do, mm-hmm. for now at least. 
So, okay, so now we're going to get to our episode. We did, on our last episode, we told you to send us something and tell us, send us your park that you wanted us to do. Wasn't a home park, wasn't anything like that. We just said, send us your idea of the park that we should do and tell us why. And almost one gentleman, almost immediately after, not immediately after the episode came out, but you know, probably a couple hours after the episode came out, the very first tweet we received by our good buddy, Kansas, or Zach, as we will call him. He said at park blueprints, my suggestion for the next episode is silver dollar city since it isn't Cedar fair or six flags. And that's pretty much all we've done was Cedar fair and six flags. So you know what we said? Let's do it. Let's just do a Silver Dollar City. Let's talk about that park. Let's plan their next few years. And yeah, so here we are. Sorry, California's Great America. You you might be next week. You might not be next week. It's it's possible. Mm-hmm. We still don't know how we're going to plan next week's show yet. No, it's a very listener feedbacky kind of show. It is um, so. So definitely keep sending us that feedback. But yeah, loved the idea of doing uh, Silver Dollar City. Uh, this being a park that I have been to twice. Uh, Ryan has never been to the sh- the the park, but um, uh, he's it's his loss. He's the one who's missing out. I've been to the sister park many many times. So yeah, um, you and I are both big fans of Dollywood. Um, Silver Dollar City, very similar in the style of park, similar in the theming, similar in the uh, the approach, similar in the fact that the park doesn't have alcohol, but um, also similar in the fact that it has cinnamon bread. So definitely Silver Dollar City is something that uh, that's a, a great park um, that I recommend for everyone to visit. Things that I, I think are highlights that not many people know about Silver Dollar City that I just kind of want to throw out here and just so you kind of get the feeling of it uh they have a full walkthrough attraction that is a real cave they do cave tours once an hour um and you actually go through like a real marvel cave through the park and if you do the final one of the night which i believe the final one actually costs money um everything else is free or included with your admission uh the all the lights are off in the cave and you carry lanterns and it's a lantern guided Tour. Oh, that sounds that sounds cool. And where where is the cave? It's in, like- literally next to the front entrance. So you come into the park. Really weird. You actually come into the park and you sort of walk through the gift shop on your way into the park. Um, and off to okay. your your right hand side is this this wall that has this small like three foot opening that's the shape of the most the smallest portion of the the cave tour, and you have to physically be able to get through that. In order to do the cave tour. That's that's actually really cool. Um, so that is definitely a top attraction we have there. Uh, both times I've done it, I've done the cave tour. I was very persistent the second time I did it that all of my friends did the cave tour and we got a nice um, cool thing. We did it with the uh, the coaster crew and it was a big group of like 25 of us doing the cave tour and um, very exciting. I, I totally dig it. And then the other thing that they've got there that is unique that they don't have a lot of places is Grandfather's Mansion. It's a fun house um, okay, that, yeah. that has all of the weird, like, wacky, like, you feel like you're walking straight, but you're really at an angle. And, like, the disorienting, like, screwing up with your equilibrium. They got, like, uh, 
a swing that you sit in and then you release the magnet. And so you think the bench is like the right way and then you release the magnet and you feel like this is where gravity actually is. Just kind of awesome, uh, wacky fun stuff like that. Kind of like the old treasure cave at Kane's Dominion, how it had that crooked room. Yes. Oh, I miss that place. Um, so those are two amazing attractions that not a whole lot of people know about when they go to these parks. Uh, that definitely something that, that, um, I recommend. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep those in mind when I eventually I'll get over there. It's just it's not really in the easiest place to get to, especially when you are down here in Florida, which is a peninsula that extends way out into the ocean. I will say Allegiant Airlines flies to Branson, Missouri, Okay, which is kind of convenient. Allegiant Airlines is literally like the cheapest of the airlines and your safety is sort of at question, but (laughs) at the same time, it's really cheap. It it can't be any worse than taking like the city bus, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about what Silver Dollar City has added over the past couple years um, to prepare us for what they typically do to where we should send them in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of I did a little bit of research because yes, we did know about this one beforehand. I did some research and. Back in 2012, it looked like they had added the Pinkerton Man stunt show. I'm not sure if that's still there, uh, but they did add that. I'm going to check right here and see. Um, keep in mind, Silverdale City, just like Dollywood, very show-heavy park. They've got a lot of awesome shows when they're there. Um, both times I've gone, I've seen a couple of them. They had an awesome like dog trick show one time I was there. Uh, I saw a saloon show where you can buy a sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. <laughs> um, so, fun stuff. So, I really, I do think, I think the uh, entertainment department there is pretty impressive. I think they're calling that root beer these days. Yeah, I just love the the term sarsaparilla. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't think the Pinkerman uh, Man stunt show still exists. It was a Wild West kind of gun stunt show, like your typical Wild West probably um sheriff versus robbers and outlaws and everything like that mm-hmm. which fit it fits the the theme and the the style of the park yeah absolutely um 2013 was the big year that was their probably their biggest year ever with outlaw run which is you know the first custom rmc that wasn't one of the uh the refurbs of an existing coaster yeah, the 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 craziness that is Outlaw Run, one point tallest, fastest, steepest wooden roller coaster, I believe. Some of those stats not talked about too much anymore. No, it kind of it kind of went away. Um, obviously, it was still great and it still has the hype, but I don't think it's. I think it sort of hurt itself being that it's at Silver Dollar City. Uh, it's n- not a park that coaster enthusiasts kind of like go to on the regular. If that no, sort of makes sense. It's not the Cedar Point. It's not the Dollywood. It's not the King's Island. It's not the Great Adventure. It's not the Magic Mountain. Um, it's it's sort of in the middle of nowhere along with Six Flags St. Louis and Worlds of Fun. Sort of the forgotten Midwest of roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I mean, this should show you how much the, the enthusiasts and season pass holders don't really go to the park. They have uh, an all-season flash pass now. Or what they call trailblazer pass and it's only like ninety dollars that's not bad at all if you live in that area i mean branson's a pretty heavy tourist town 
So they get a decent amount of tourists that visit the place. So, I mean, we're not talking like an empty park. So it's, that's really low price for something like that. If you live in the area or maybe you visit, you know, three, four times a year, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I, I still want to get over there and ride Outlaw Run. That's for sure. Um, they've got a water park too. Um, it's a, what is it down the road? I think. Yeah, it's probably about ten minutes away. It's much closer to the uh, the closed and still sort of standing um, Celebration City, which was the other amusement park that Hershend owned. That was their nighttime area. park, right? Yeah, it's supposed there. to be their nighttime park. It opened at like four o'clock. Um, Silver Dollar City is themed to the eighteen hundreds, and uh, Celebration City was themed to the nineteen hundreds. But it, it just never took off. It never really worked out. It's a uh, shame. But uh, Ozcat, the Oz, uh, or the, not the Oz, the Ozark, the Ozark, the Ozark Wildcat. Wildcat, still standing. It's pretty much the only thing left of well, the park didn't, at this they, point. didn't they tear that down? Yeah, maybe they did. It was still standing I, the both times that I was been to I want to say there was a video on Screamscape of them literally like strapping steel cables to a pickup truck and pulling it over. I could be wrong about that. But I th- I think it's gone. Um. But that's good because it was it was really sad seeing that. But much closer to that was their water park. Um, their water park is literally on the main drag of Branson. Okay. And in 2014, they added Kapow Plummet, which was is what is it a 70 foot tall drop no, box 40, slide. 40 foot tall 70 degree drop box slide. So. Seems like they went with the modern trend that the water park industry is going towards and put in a Dropbox slide. So have you ever been on a Dropbox slide? I have. I've been over uh, Ehu's Breakaway Fall. Yeah, um, I would say that that's the one I've been to. Not a fan. Um, to be honest, of the four slides that are on the top of that tower, I think the one, the purple slide without the Dropbox is more intense. Uh, I definitely agree. Um, the the Dropbox well, it's neat. It's it's not really like a terrifying feeling to me. To me, I just I feel like the slides you go too fast in the enclosed tube, and I just sort of feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> I will say the very first time I did go on it, though, you know, the heart rate was going, and I was a little bit nervous. But it, they're they're fun. I can see the appeal of them. That's for sure. Um, I think it's also really funny the fact that uh, you do your 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 drop, and it's like three. Two, one, and then I was expecting to drop, but it's like, now get ready to drop, <laughs> drop, and so it like still you. like it still like it catches you off guard. Yeah, but so yeah, 2014, uh, Kapal Plummet um, was added to that park. But there's this. Why why are all the water parks tropical themed? It just Everybody, sort of makes sense. I mean, the, look at look at Blizzard Beach down here in in Florida. That's the that's the outlier. That's the weird one. Yeah, I'd like to see more weirdly themed water parks. That's my that's what I want. More th- weirdly themed water parks. Um, but anyway, continuing on with the show. In 2015, we added Fireman's Landing, uh, which was the whole section there, in the north part of the of the park. They put in uh, an SNS tower. They've got some uh, a circular ride there. A couple of little circulars, you know, like a camp bus themed to a mm-hmm. uh, covered wagon. 
Um, Pretty nice little area. Really neat about this area is their their kids' play areas are indoors on purpose, so they could be heated during the winter time to give the kids extra things to do, and then air conditioned during the summer to get places for the families to cool off. So this whole area was designed with the idea of the four seasons this park runs for. So we have the names of all the items. We have Free uh, Firefall, which is their SNS tower. Lucky's Dizzy Dogs, a bouncing ride on Dalmatians. Fire Spotter, which is a you know balloon race. A Fire Wagon Frenzy. Uh, Firefighter Firefighters Fire Drill. Firefighters Fire Escape. There's a lot of fire in here. Uh, those are both. It looks as if they're the ball factories. Mm-hmm. Then you have Firehouse Play Place. Fireman's Flyer, Up the Ladder, and Firehouse Splash Yard. So you got a lot of little kids stuff going on. Um, it seems to be everything is kind of getting you ready to ride Firefall, which is their, you know, their SNS tower that drops you eight stories. Do you think it's weird that they have a, a drop tower in a kids section? No, I think it 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 the whole family comes. Not everyone's going to want to ride. You know, the SNS Tower allows the teenagers and maybe one of the parents to go ride the SNS Tower and then that parent grab a child swap or a parent swap or whatever they call it while the other parent and maybe grandma, maybe grandpa goes and hangs out in the ball factory or does some of the circulars with the kids. I, th- I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty neat. Uh, I definitely had... had uh weird expectations for it i sort of thought when they were teasing this it was going to be um fire chaser express from dollywood uh, something similar to that and so the fact that they got the similar themed section um but not the same thing is kind of neat yeah I, I think it's it's a good move it's you're not just plopping down the same exact ride and that's they haven't done that for anything here at silver dollar city the hershen parks don't just make clones of rides. I guess the closest thing that they have is going to be their um, the giant barn swing. Um, the the two kids areas are very similar. The the county fair and the, the great yeah. exposition because they're both themed to like fairs of sorts. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's all just a bunch of Zamperl off the shelf rides. But other than that, I totally agree. A uh, thing that I think is interesting is the SNS Tower. I don't know if we mentioned this. Came from Celebration City, so it just came from down the road. Yeah, so that Maybe. was a reused ride from their old park. And they probably looked at that whole park and said, "What of these things can we reuse? What can you know maybe send to another park in the chain? Anything like that? It make it makes sense. I mean, look at what happened to Six Flags New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They moved a bunch of those rides everywhere. And Geauga Lake, Geauga Lake was the same way. Yeah, Geauga Lake especially. Mm-hmm. If the ride, even some rides that were garbage still got moved, like El Dorado. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's no reason why any of, some of those rides should have been saved and they, they were. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, 2016, as far as I know, nothing was added. I could not find anything on the internet that said that something was added this year. Um, this was the year that they added the Trailblazer Unlimited Pass. Okay, so the Trailblazer Unlimited Pass is what went in this year. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's 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 not necessarily, it's not an attraction, it's not a show. I mean, they probably added tons of shows that we just don't know about. Mm-hmm. But they added another option to make, I guess, your stay easier and better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea. It's interesting. They've had it all season long, and then suddenly now Six Flags testing it. Um, I saw a tweet today that Dorney Park is testing this out. So um, really impressive to me is the fact that you're doing all these things. I mean, you got a lot of parks out there that are doing the all-day dining season pass. They're doing the mm-hmm. the picture um, season pass. And it just makes sense if, if it's something that's an upcharge at a park, if they can just make it more appetizing for the season pass holders, they're going to do it. Because chances are, if they don't have to worry about that, that financial, like, you know, that other, that extra worry while you're in the park, you're typically going to buy more in merchandise. If you don't have to go to the park thing, okay, we have to get the, the trailblazer pass. So that's going to be X amount of money out of our day. Okay. So that leaves us with this much. You can just go there. And if you have an all day dining and if you have a picture and you have all this, you don't worry about any of that. You just worry about what merchandise you're going to take home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that is new this year, uh, which is kind of exciting to me because it was it's my favorite Christmas movie and it's going to both Hershend Parks is their main show because they lost Christmas Carol they they lost the IP to that it's going to be a wonderful life is going to be the main Christmas show oh isn't also what is it didn't Hershend also get the rights to what were they the the claymation uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. They've had that for a couple of years. It was no, SeaWorld no, that, that just got it. SeaWorld that just got them. Yep. Uh-huh. About that. Um, and then also, uh, just browsing their show page here, uh, hits from the Hollow. Enjoy an all new evening variety show in Ho- Echo Hollow Amphitheater, plus exclusively during Moon Knight Madness. Hits from the Hollow ends with a firework finale. Okay. So, so yeah. a couple new shows. Couple new shows, which is pretty much what I expect from any off season um, at these parks. And I'm yeah. sure during our predict- predictions, we'll have a new show year. It, we're gonna have to. I mean, they seem mm-hmm. to be doing that too. So, all right, so let's let's dive right into this. 2017, 2017, new show year. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's time. It's you know. Technically, 2016, that's their new um, Echo Hollow Amphitheater show. Um, but what what are you thinking? Um, to me, I I think you're going to get a new marquee show, like one that you're going to market on the regular. Your, your Dreamland Drive-In. Not that a third of our listeners even have a clue what I'm talking about. Dreamland Drive-In is Dollywood's like Brass War to Winger, Winner show that they've had for years, and it's like considered like the best theme park show uh i think it's silver dollar city is going to get something like that um into their idea i think if if 2017 was going to be a ride year i think we would already sort of like hear whispers about it um so that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking it's going to be a save save budget this year for a big addition next year plus the year before they've they've just spent a ton of money on lightning rod that's that's doing what it's doing but i think it's i think it's a save money year for the chain what if they did something a little different um looking at their map here they have that somewhat decent sized pond over there by the fireman's landing yes. what if what if they did some sort of water show 
similar to a Universal Studios, similar to a Disneyland, Animal Kingdom, something along those lines. Because I would think if any of the parks outside of your your heavily themed chains that could do it, it's going to be a Hershend because shows is what they do. Yeah, um, it seems like a really cool idea. I don't know how much how much walkway around that do we have. Looking um, here, it looks as if there is walkway completely around it. Uh-huh. I don't know how wide the walkway is. Plus, there is a bridge that goes across on the southwest side of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's something they could probably extend the the midway into the pond a little bit. You know, give it like another five feet all the way around for people to stand. Because what is their daily uh, attendance numbers? Oh, man, you know, it's it's not a park that we see in the top 20 for the TEA estimation numbers. They don't need to go crazy. And they're open longer than some of the parks that are there. So they they can't do a whole lot. Um, Quick estimation, they probably do 10,000 guests a day. Okay. Um, looking at that little bridge, I think that might be the entrance and exit to the raft ride, the rapids ride. Which doesn't need to be open for the show. It's nighttime, water rides can close before park close. Exactly. So, you have basically then, looking at their park map, they do not have Midway going on the north side, so about... More than half, about two thirds of the pond is surrounded by Midway. That's enough to have. You could actually use Lost River of the Ozarks is the name of their rapids ride. You could actually use the roof of that building almost as a stage, kind of like a phantasmic stage, and have stuff going on in the water too. That's just that's just an idea, unless they wanted to build something out there. Or have something that doesn't involve people at all, and it's all just water fountains and projection show stuff. Some fire. That would then tie in the whole fireman's landing area. Yeah, fire with the fireman landing. You could even tie that whole theme to begin with and have it be like a fireman style show at night. Have it start off with, you know, maybe some Native Americans, and you have them surround like circling around the fire. And every, yeah, I think I like I like the idea of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, we discussed a little bit before the show about like they have a lot of room, but they expansion pad wise they don't so much. I don't really know like their theaters or anything like that. And just looking at it, when I saw that pond for the first time, that's what kind of jumped out at me was why don't they have a nighttime show on that pond? Yeah, no. Um, I definitely think that that seems like a cool idea. Definitely can wander around that big pond. So we mm-hmm. got the we got the big pond water show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think, and then you probably can do you know, just clean up the park and stuff. You know, I mean it's already a clean park. Just do little like repaintings and tidy things up and. I don't know, add new gluten-free options, stuff like that. 
you know, just tidy up the stuff. Yeah. Um, I never really noticed a whole lot of problems with the park. I will say there's a lot of midways that are asphalt that that could also be something that was done. Create a non asphalty kind of thing. Cause it gets hot in the Ozarks. First time hot, I was there, yeah. it was over a hundred degrees and I could feel my shoes melting to the asphalt. Like the old Gemini Midway. So yeah, uh, maybe put in some pavers or some other themed. I mean, Dollywood has the same problem with their with their midways as well. You know, it maybe look nice, but it's it's not that great. So I say we just little park enhancements, kind of like how Cedar Point's been doing over the year. Cedar Fair in general has been slowly kind of transitioning all of their midway pavement to a nicer more pleasant experience yeah um gemini midway the gatekeeper area the val raven area i think you're you're wicked twister midway is near there but er, but that's neither here nor there that that's this is silver dollar city yes so yeah, are do you agree with the 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 pond show? Yeah, no, um definitely definitely thinks that's that's a possibility. I like that. Mhm. I like that show as well. So that leads us up to 2018. Um huh. So I I definitely think something big is also going to come to this park. Yeah, I don't, it's, it, it's going to happen. I don't know if 2018 is the year, but I know when they built Outlaw Run, everybody went to the park that was year that, like, that was their big boost in the year. And they were aware that Outlaw Run did huge numbers for them, or they wouldn't have gone with Lightning Rod a couple years later. Um, So, things I think this chain could do is a big coaster. Uh, I also think this park is... I don't know. Um, I believe Powder Keg is sort of considered that family coaster. I think it has the low height requirement of 42 inches. If I were to... What is their height restriction? Uh, 48. So Powder For- Keg is a 48 inch ride? Powder, powder Keg is 48 inches. Okay, so they're definitely still... And Thunderation, is that lower than that? Thunderation is 48 as well. Okay, so they do not have that family ride either. Um, besides their kids coaster. That's correct. They've got the kids coaster. They've got the, the dark ride, um, coaster in fire in the hole, which has the water feature that Dollywood's does not, which is neat. Um, Uh, fire in the hole, 48 inches, but guest at least 30, 36 inches may ride with supervising companion. Okay. So at least that's a little lower, but so there, there's definitely a need for a family coaster. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is the year for that. I also think they are due for another big attraction because taking a few years off and seeing where Outlaw Run took them, I could see them also going big attraction. Are you when you say attraction? Are you saying big coaster? Or big are you coaster. Something. Okay. Um. So let me let me just kind of shout out a couple ideas here, and we'll talk through them and think about things that we need this this is what makes this one more interesting is because i could sort of tell you most parks what i think they need this park 
doesn't need anything and it's still perfect, but it's going to add things. You, you have to. Um, so here's just some kind of dream attractions I could see. I'm not a huge fan of the B&M dive coasters, but I think a dive coaster that only lifts you up maybe like 30 feet and then dives you down the side of a mountain would be so, amazing. So something almost like Oblivion. Yes. Where it doesn't go that high, but it drops down further. Mm-hmm. Obviously something that would do a little more than Oblivion. Um, but I think if you had a, a, a spot of land on that, I think that would be really neat. I think this could be where we see T-Rex. Uh, if their Rocky Mountain deal, because here's here's one of two things that's happening. Um, either Rocky Mountain is really sorry about their outlaw run thing and how it's not working out so well, and they outlaw, kind of like um, or um, lightning run, lightning run, and so they kind of package a deal and are like, hey, um, we'll get we'll hook you up on your next ride, kind of thing. I could uh, see it, or they're never going to work with the company again. Here's some I, examples of that. Um, SNS built a slingshot for Cedar Point. It broke the next year, torn down. They took it out of the park. Uh, SNS and Cedar Point got along really well. They gave them BOGO swings, and that's why Valley Fair and Cedar Point both have Skyhawks. They bought one, got one for free. Then you take the other example, Shoot the Rapids and Intimidator didn't work out as well as Cedar Fair had hoped in 2010, and the company has yet to build an Intamin since then. It's true. Um, so there you have it. Um, y- y- you go either way on that one. I'm going to lean towards the the first option there. I think uh, they saw what success that Outlaw Run had and their attendance did go up. I don't have numbers, but I know that it did go up for that. Um, and to be honest, next year... Dollywood's attendance is going to go up because of lightning rod. I think a lot of the people that saw that they're having issues, they just said, we're just going to hold off until next year. So I think, I think the relationship is still good between RMC and Hershend. And I think Hershend is going to try to, you know, bend over backwards to help them out because Hershend is the one that's built these custom built ones they're the ones that you know had faith in them for outlaw run so you got a good working partnership right there Mm -hmm. so but you you say that you say um possible dive machine you say possible t-rex um i'm definitely thinking it's steel coaster yeah um wild eagle has, has has done great things over at Dollywood. Who's to say that they might not get the next Thunderbird? You know, I could see that too. Well, I don't think the park need the park already has a launch coaster. They do. Um, but Cedar it, Point has had a launch coaster, and then they kept building more. Mm-hmm. But Cedar Point also has like fourteen different roller coasters. Um, <laughs> over time, they they. They don't have like five where they are run and running out of ideas to make them unique and have to go taller, faster kind of thing. Um, and and your other problem is you you're going downhill. Um, yeah. Most of it's not like they. I mean, they might have a spot of land, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like 
Why are you barking? It seems as if so much um, this park here, you have, it's built on the top kind of of a mountain. Well, Dollywood is built in the, in the plains between mountains. So Dollywood has to build up while, you know, Silver Dollar City can build over and down. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm I I like the idea of a of a dive machine because it's a little bit more of a controlled. Because they Outlaw Run is crazy. They don't need another big, huge, crazy ride. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need it. Hmm. And my other thing is, I think they have Wildfire. They have that B and M Looper. So I think a wing coaster is very is. While it's different in the theme park community, sitting on the edge versus sitting above it, I, I think it's close enough that I think a wing coaster wouldn't do a whole lot difference. Okay, true. They would have to have some crazy keyhole moments in uh-huh. order to... So yeah, no no wing coaster. Um, um, that doesn't mean that we wouldn't see a B&M flying coaster doing the exact same thing that we're talking about here. They clearly prove that they have a common a. So are are we going? Are we going to go B and M? Do we think that it'll be B and M? Because I think a flying coaster would also be almost as sweet as a as a dive coaster here. After you said flying coaster, my gears really started to move, and I think yeah, you know I I'm actually really just thinking B and M flyer now. Um, B and M has done some pretty cool flyers recently, with yeah. that. Uh, flying Dino at Universal, and then the other Asian one. I think it's called Starry Night Ripper. That looks insane. They've done some really cool things with flying coasters. I would, I would really like, and we've we've seen Tatsu. You know what a flying coaster on the top of a mountain can do. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, let's let's put in a BM flyer. Um, just the question is, where do we put it? Well, there's there's two big plots that look like expansion plots to me um and i think you're you either got the one that's sort of in between the log flume and wildfire and sort of by the front entrance Mm -hmm. going that way and your other one is sort of by the amphitheater thunderation and the the kids area of the the exposition yeah the exposition so i think those are your two big areas i think we can kind of count it out of the exposition because you do have it's it's more family on that end and then thrill on the other end and you also have the that like perimeter road kind of thing pretty close to that exactly also i don't know how much a a b&m coaster would interfere with the amphitheater Mm -hmm. like how much would it ruin the shows so yeah, let's put it over next to. Um, yeah, you don't want you don't want your new ride to be built and then you have to close it for the, your nighttime show and your fireworks and stuff like that. There's there's another thing. Where are those fireworks launching from? Uh, I mean, the show it's from the amphitheater, I assume. So I'm thinking it shoots probably over back behind Thunderation. Maybe. Oh, you know where it is? Here you go. Here's my bet. Is go. It that- is it that plot of land with the that's straight back from the amphitheater? I'm thinking it's the plot of land that's straight back. 
that has like the green squares on it. Yep. That's got to be where it's at. That I think is your fireworks launch site. Okay. Um, so a coaster wouldn't have to shut down for it, but for the, uh, you don't want to have a, your new coaster shut down early for the show. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Let's put it in over by wildfire. We can have, you know, a nice, a really kind of fun flying coaster, dual station, give it a three train, you know, so they can keep their capacity up because the capacity on those flyers is just not great. No. So let's do a three trains, dual station, just like Manta. Just have it do some fun stuff. I don't have a theme to it. Probably the Eagles because Hershens loves their Eagles. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. You know, come fly with the Eagles. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I I totally think that'd be a cool idea. I really wish the uh, the bird's eye um, was updated because bird's eye does a better job of showing you the terrain. And I really want to see what the topography looks like of this area. Yeah. The, the problem with um, Google's bird's eye is that it it does the 3D thing. I don't like the way that they're... It's just the 2D made 3D. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Okay, so 2018 we added in a B&M flyer. Don't have a theme to it. Don't have a story. Nothing. We just know we're going to put in a B&M flyer and we're going to put it over there by... Um, over there by wildfire. That we are. So that works for me. I like that idea. It'll give something else for like that awesome picture opportunity when people are getting into that first main little hub town thing. Mm-hmm. You're kind of kind of your big thing right there. Uh, it's also really interesting how you kind of get to wildfire. You sort of explore past the log flume and things like that. So it'll be interesting because you probably are going to make your station sort of over by wildfire is. And so your two big coasters are going to be, or two big coasters are going to kind of be right there together, which I think will be neat. Uh, one thing I want to preface is I do not want the log, the log flume removed for this as I think the log flumes are dying breeds. And I think this one is nice how it goes through the woods and it's very classic in feeling. And I don't want that to go away. You need to keep the log flume. It has to stay. Too many parks are saying screw you to the log flumes, and I don't think that's the right move. It's not. So we'll go ahead and we'll keep the log and the log flume has to say BM flyer along the terrain. You utilize that terrain. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I think twenty eighteen is good. Yeah, and I mean It's interesting. I've said this already in the show, and it'll be a little repetitive when I say this again. I This will be the first time where we don't really have a clue, and so we're sort of talking our ideas out. Mm -hmm. And you might see good ideas might not die. They might come back later. So, okay. So now we're up to 2019 here. Um I still don't know if this is the kids go the family coaster. A family coaster is coming, uh huh. But I don't think it's this year. No, um, I don't think it's this year. I think uh, 
other things to keep in mind that, that they could potentially get just based on things Dollywood has gotten. Um, a new Dollywood this year bought a new nighttime or a, a dinner show and put a new dinner show into this into the the Pigeon Forge area. Mm-hmm. So I think we could see that at some point. Uh, also, Dollywood recently did the hotel. It's true. And Branson really does not have a whole lot of nice hotels. It also does not quite do the same amount of tourism as uh, as Pigeon Forge, so I don't need, think you need that grand like 500-room um, hotel that Dollywood's got. But I think hotel could ten- potentially be in the future here also, especially with the fact that there's so much land around the park, but there isn't a whole lot of parking your parking is so far away from the park that I think a walking distance hotel would be a nice little uh, nice thing. But I don't necessarily know if this is the year for that either. I think I think we a, a hotel is in the future. I don't think it's in our current four year outlook for the park. Uh huh. But I think it's in the future. I think it might be on the other side of Highway seventy six there. They have what appears to be almost employee parking back there. Mm-hmm. But let's not get into that. That's I think we know that's that past the realm of possibilities. I think a hotel is is on its way. I think that's something that's coming. Um, it does something water park happen are we including that into this yeah i mean we're we're looking at 2014 was the last thing they added mm -hmm. i have white water up here on the map now it's it looks to be a nice little park nothing big it's brightly colored a lot of blue you've got room that you could drop in a slide they do not have a funnel Mm-hmm. Huh. But it's My- also interesting if if you like kind of dragged your Google Maps to see exactly how far away Silver Dollar City really is from the town of Branson. It's it's a ways. It's quite a bit, actually. So I'm thinking twenty nineteen is gonna be a water park year. Alright. I think I think you do some shows, you know, you you update your show package. At the park itself, you know, you, you you do what you do every every year at a park is you do your kind of general improvements, um, kind of, you know, advertise some of those improvements a little more than you normally would to say, hey, the, the parks, we're doing stuff at the park. Mm-hmm. But I think we need at least one big new slide idea at their water park because it's not a very big water park. No, but they have this giant expansion spot spot of land so and and i mean unless that's where kapow is that's where your slide's going the one right that big triangle area there yes yeah that's what i'm thinking let me let me let me pull up their uh their water park map and i'll see exactly Mm -hmm. where that is things to do park map Okay, so what we, they've got the wave pool. That is exactly where they put uh, Kapow Plummet. All right. Well, it looked like a good expansion spot, so they yeah they did it. Um, that's weird. What is that? What are you? I think they removed a slide. 
So you're looking on Google Maps right now, right? Uh huh. So you you see that one that's like on the ground that's kind of going back and forth there? The like zigzaggy. Yeah, that's that's it's next to that. It's part of that big expansion pot. Uh huh. Yeah, that's not on the map. Okay. So I think they removed that. So we have that's where um, Kapow Plummet is, and then Ohana Falls is that big what is that big white slide on the top. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Raging River Rapids, which is their their big kind of water slide complex there. Then you have Kalani Towers, which is obviously their drop slide or their um yeah their speed slides. But then you, the rest of the park is just kind of rivers and stuff like that. Um, after putting in, I think they could actually probably remove some of the water park. Um, you, the, you think Not the water gonna, park, the parking lot. That's what I mean. Sorry. I was going to say, you think they're going to remove water park? I don't know. but uh. <laughs> Sorry, my, my monitor... Uh, did a whole kind of it messed up here and so that's why it threw me off there i could see them because they have that it looks as if they have a whole square of land next to their parking lot to where mm-hmm. they could expand the parking lot out to the east and actually use the parking lot they have there to kind of expand a little bit into and i would like for them maybe to put in a giant funnel because I think funnels have that like that appeal, that visual appeal, and people go, "Oh, what's that?" Especially with this water park being right on the main drag. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I want I want a a big funnel, and to be honest, they might not even have to remove any of the parking lot. I think with Ohana Falls right there and removal of that that sidewinder little slide there that they mm-hmm. did remove. I think you could put in a giant funnel with the opening part facing the parking lot. Hmm. Would definitely be a uh, a good spot to put it. I, I could see that. Yeah. And then they could utilize the same stairs for Ohana Falls for people leaving. Or, yeah. I think that works out. Um, looking at the map, I'm not quite sure exactly how large funnels slides are. They're not. They're not too big. But I also think next to the wave pool, right there along the main road, would be an interesting spot to put it as well. You, kind of in that little grassy area over there. That, take a, where that billboard is, and what looks to be a picnic pavilion. Yes. No. Uh, yeah. That it looks to be a small pavilion, and a beach volleyball net. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's remove that little pavilion, the little beach volleyball. I like that idea better. Let's put because the, that's right on the thing. You put the funnel right there. People are going to be like, "Wow, what is that slide?" Exactly. And then, yeah, let's put it right there. And then you have that right next to the road there. People are like, "Oh man, what's that?" You can have a bigger billboard, kind of advertising white water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Then we'll save that other spot for something down the, you know, in the future. Uh huh. Okay, so after a water park expansion, I think we're moving back to the park. It only makes sense since this is a Silver Dollar City episode. Uh-huh. 
I mean, it is funny, but they we sort of treat them as like complexes. Like if for some reason we were doing SeaWorld Orlando, we would consider Discovery Cove and Aquatica, Aquatica in the process. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think 2020 is the year of the kids coaster, mm-hmm. the family coaster, not kids, family coaster. Um, yeah, I definitely think this is where they're going to do the family coaster. And I think this is actually going to be something kind of, it's going to be that family coaster that the typical enthusiast goes, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I need to, I need to go there for that kind of thing. Now, what exactly is the, oh, wow, I think I need to go there for that? Um, just something different, something unique. I want it, I want terrain heavy. You know, I want to use that other, that other pad that's behind the amphitheater there. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, you can branch it off of the exposition. You can use the exposition as its home place with its theme and kind of everything like that. Um, they have, so I don't know what we're building there. I don't know exactly who's making it yet. Um, I would like to see kind of like a fire chaser express, but not theme to firefighters. Something that does maybe have a launch, has that lift hill, maybe has, has a spot where the, the whole train goes onto a turntable and then spins and then drops down the other way. I don't know. I want something weird. Yeah. Um, and I think part of weird could be weird ride vehicles. Mm hmm. Like have, have ride vehicles where people are facing each other. Maybe, maybe this is the next Cobra's curse. Oh, and Mac rides doing something. I think Mac could do something great here on utilizing that hill. Um, doing something. I mean, they have a ride that programs itself to spin and go backwards for a section and then free spin for the third section. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking of because it's a family coaster, but look how excited enthusiasts are for that ride. Yes. And if it's the whole theming of this area or theming of the park, stuff like that. Yeah. So let's, I'm going to say, yeah, they put in a Mac family programmed spinning coaster. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I could see it. Um, I'm doing a little bit of research here because there was one other type of family coaster I kind of liked the idea of, but I want to see what its height requirement is. Uh, no, that's going to be too high. I was thinking something along the lines of Pony Express at Knott's. Is that 48 or 46? But that's that's 48, so that's too tall. Okay, yeah. and those, those They are weird trains. Yeah. But that's too high. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like Sierra Sidewinder at Knott's, that also spinning style coaster, 42 inches while we're on there. Um, that's a Gerslauer, right? Yes. So I could, I could definitely see that. I like that idea for a family coaster. Um, something, you know, that has that spinning aspect that's going to be almost pushing it over the edge for like the kids. Um, but then also... It's not too tame for the enthusiasts, but they still see some thrill in it. Mm-hmm. So let's go family coaster, Mac, or something else like that. 
Yeah. I I like that. I mean, you know, it's the four years that we just planned, it's there are there are some high profile things, but we're getting to a point to where Hershen is doing more high profile rides. Yeah. And uh, I mean Cobra's Curse, you only have to be forty two inches to ride as long as you have an adult with you. So that's that's a fair height requirement. Forty two inches. I think every park really should have a forty two. I think it's the right height for families to ride things together. And uh, I I think this is this is where we're going. I don't necessarily think it's gonna have the elevator lift though. No, I don't and it doesn't it doesn't need the elevator lift. It just with the the way that the terrain is right there, you just don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see all kinds of wacky things along this. I think you could have the forward spin, the backwards stuff. Um, I even think you could have the fire chaser esque launch at some point. Yeah, where it goes into a dead end and then uh-huh. kind of launches out backwards. Yeah, yeah, I, c- I can see that definitely. Maybe it's where something is chasing you, or you know, we haven't figured mm-hmm. out theme yet. That's not our job. And here's a really cool element that just sort of popped into my head that I would like to see. Um, sort of like something something a little n- nutty. Um, but take a, take like a, a, a Montezuma's Revenge style ride where you kind of hit like that, that, that back spike. But then while you're going up the back spike, track switch switches. And so then you now travel backwards down a different section of track. Okay, yeah. But instead of having like a, a block segment where you stop, obviously have blocks there in case the track switch doesn't switch correctly. Yeah. But have, I think it would be sweet to have like a fluid motion where you're going to go up and then come down backwards and come into like a... Uh, I could see more of a, instead of like right on the bottom of the hill, like more on like a, a lo- an end of a long straight. Uh-huh. So... You kind of turn, go down a straight for probably like three or four trains lengths and then go up a hill mm-hmm. and then come back, go through that straight again and maybe turn down somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That way on that straight, you can add that block so that we're not worried about does it need to stop on this hill and like that it can go and it can stop on that block right there easily able to evacuate. In case the, the track switch doesn't switch. Exactly. But I think it'd be kind of neat to do something like that. And, and I, th- I think Mac could really do something with that. I think that I think they are the team that has that reliability and that you know that itch for something new. Mm-hmm. So yeah, up and, I, it's a company that's been around for years, but I feel like just recently Mac's been up and coming, especially over here in the country in the U.S. Uh, I mean, we've gotten we had the journey to Atlantis's, and then mm-hmm. other than that. Not really a whole lot going on until years later when we got Manta at San Diego and now Cobra's Curse. Yeah, I, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more from them. Mm-hmm. And this this could be this could be the one. This Def- could. Uh-huh. Immersive theming like everything else they have in the ride. I mean, a lot of the ride outdoor parts don't need to be like wow theming, but... No, I, want, I want to have an indoor moment where like something happens. Uh-huh. Like a show building. A show scene... Themed queue, maybe air-conditioned theme queue. It does get hot in Missouri. And not only does it get hot, it also gets cold. It's really weird weather to have a theme park that's open um, year-round. I mean, year-round is not the right term for that, but they are May or March to January. 
yeah, it's 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 the same kind of thing almost as Dollywood too. It's just the weird mountains and it blocks everything out and yeah. Mm-hmm. So looking at their their climates, um, their average their average high for most of the year is you know forty to ninety degrees. Their average low is twenty one to sixty four degrees. So it doesn't. So it doesn't you, you can't run a coaster in twenty one degrees, but no, you but certainly can do it in forty degrees. And that's why they're closed from January, February, and March. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so I think I think we we did a, a good a good job here um, with you know we it was this was the most diverse planning that we did of all of ours because we haven't added a show yet anywhere have we? Um, I I think shows kind of just come with park improvements but i also don't think any if six flags had a, a show that was marketed like come see our new show people have been like cool story bro like yeah, teenagers this, don't care about shows this is the reason why the batman spectaculars aren't there anymore i miss those shows the only show that was really like marketable at cedar point was luminosity yeah that's true because it's all music and they can keep it up to date as much as you know mm-hmm. whenever I mean, they need to it's essentially a new show every year. Exactly. All right, so let's let's uh, let's remind everybody and remind ourselves exactly what we planned out for this this park. So uh, in 2017, we added over at the 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 big pond over there by uh, Fireman's Landing. We did a water show uh, with general park improvements. You know, changing out the pavements, everything like that. Don't like that asphalt. No, you don't need that asphalt. It's too hot. Mm-hmm. 2018, we added a B&M flyer. Uh, we, we dropped it right there by uh, Wildfire over there, kind of by the, the front, left the log flume alone. Let it kind of just, the American plunge, just let it, just let it go. You know, just leave it there. There's, there's, there's plenty of room to, to build it in that area. 2019, we visited Whitewater, actually in the town of Branson. And we put in a funnel slide because I think yeah. that's it's it's one it's a popular ride. It hasn't you know been done so much recently, uh, but they're a lot of fun. You've been on them? I have never been on a funnel slide. They're, they're fun. I went on the one at Michigan's Adventure. They're a lot of fun. I am really hoping Cedar Point gets Knotts' funnel slide, which is slightly different than what we predicted. But then I'll actually get to do a funnel slide. Yeah, well, I think. Wait, wait. Doesn't don't we, we have one in Orlando here? We do not have one in Orlando. Oh, no. We've got a couple of those, like, toilet bowl slides. But I was looking to say, mm-hmm. I don't think... Which are also fun, too. I've, I've done those. Way. Kalahari. Kalahari all the way. All right. And then our final year that we gave them, 2020, we did a family coaster. We kind of suggested a spinning coaster made by Mac, similar to Cobra's Curse. Yeah. Um, I... It also wouldn't shock me if it, it was a different manufacturer. I don't think Mac is locking set in stone here, but I think the family coaster is the is the definite answer. Yeah. Family coaster is needed, and it needs to be themed. You know, you don't need to heavily theme the adult rides, but you need, you do need to theme those kids' rides. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get Joe Schmo from Iowa to come here, you're going to want to have 
that kind of thing. The thing that Silver Dollar City's got going for it is Branson is not exactly the biggest town in the world, mm-hmm. but um, the thing is Six Flags St. Louis is about three hours away. Uh, Worlds of Fun is about three hours away. So if you have somebody who is about halfway in between the two parks, an hour and a half out, that's driving distance to go to a uh, a realistic driving distance to go to the park. Yeah, and you you have three parks to choose from then. Yeah. Um. Well, they're in a triangle, so like there's someone who could be in the middle and be like six hours from a theme park. But um, if you're like halfway in between Branson and St. Louis, or halfway between Branson and Kansas City, and you got the the spinny family coaster coming in, or you've got I don't know, another one of those like flat rides or nothing to Kansas City's six or Cedar Fair Park. I, I think that would bring everybody in. You're probably gonna go to the new place, the new ride. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So with that, leave us your feedback. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Did you like our ideas? I liked our ideas. Drew liked our ideas. Do you hate that we did Silver Dollar City? If yeah, let us tell us why we shouldn't have done Silver Dollar City. Tell us why just tell us anything. You know, tell mm-hmm. us if you like this show, if you you know. In fact, again, we'll do one more episode. Where not just one more. This is it. We're only doing one more episode. <laughs> no. Uh we'll do another episode. If you have an idea, tell us why we should do the park. And you know, we're Lucas, give us a reason why. You know, I know you said that not many podcasts do California's Great America, but give us another reason. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to avoid California's Great America. We aren't. But no, you know, I want I we mean, want we want to have everyone that listens to this show just hop on Twitter and send us, you know, a park, just give us a park name and why we should do it. I want record number of tweets this time. You know, it's really interesting. I have heard a couple of people tell me how much they like this and it's into their now podcast rotation. So I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, something that started as a an idea kind of blossomed into something yeah. people actually actually kind of like. It, it's, it's fun going on to and checking out the stats of how many downloads there are, and it's a lot more than I ever thought we would get. So we... I, I greatly appreciate everyone for listening to the show. All right. Um, before we lose any more listeners, because we've kind of wrapped things up, because this is when I usually tune out on podcasts is, is when everybody's saying their goodbyes, um, which I don't think you should, because we have a nice surprise at the very end. Yes. Keep listening. Uh huh. It's going to be a new tradition that we're going to have here at the end of the show. Should we talk about what's coming? Yeah, we can. Um, so we were, we just sat down before the, uh, before the actual show, before we started recording, we were talking about what rides actually were added in. And I did not know about Kapow Plummet. And so Drew looked it up and he actually found the commercial on YouTube for it, which is the most ridiculous audio you've ever heard in your life. And he it's, said, we, it's fantastic. So we're going to add that audio to the end of this, this episode. So, and that's going to start the tradition of episodes are going to end with theme park commercials for the the park we talked about. So, you know, I wish we had done um, Cedar Point because I would have done the old Gemini one where the kid, or uh, Gemini is fantastic. The old Demon Drop one where the kid just flies off into space. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. 
But in the meantime, you can always get a hold of me. I'm Ryan at the theme park guide at the theme park guides. Um, my Twitter account is the park guides. Uh, you can always look me up on YouTube. Videos aren't updated very often, but I'm at the theme park guides and you can follow me on untapped at Eisentrout. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Drew the Intern, part of the In the Loop podcast team uh, with uh, Clinton Legend and myself. So follow follow myself on Twitter there. Also, uh, In the Loop, we are on YouTube at youtube.com slash coaster crew. And uh, we're doing pretty well there. We hit 10 million views. I don't know if we've talked about that yet on the show. Not on this uh, show. Congratulations. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, when I started in the or I joined In the Loop a couple years into, into the process, and we were at a half a million views. And then the next IAPA, we were like, we're at three fourths of a million. We're almost at a million views. And then suddenly it was just like two, three, four, five, six, seven. And it just kept blowing up. Like we were super excited when we hit a million. And then the next year we were at five million and we're like, all right, where are we going from here? And now here we are in July and we hit 10 million views, like five million views in four months. That's, that's crazy impressive. Mm -hmm. So Things are going up for that, and that's it's kind of numbers we were expecting at some point for theme park blueprints. Exactly. So we need tell all your friends about us. Um, also, if uh, you are in the Orlando area and there's a fun Pokemon, feel free to let me know. Uh, started playing Pokemon Go. Kind of sad the servers have been down all day, um, but not as sad as I would be if I wasn't able to play Pokemon Go at all because I have a Windows phone. I, I am an avid Windows fan. And I have a Windows phone and am unable to play Pokemon Go. But the future looks bright. I think that they are in the talks of bringing Pokemon Go to Windows Phone. Yeah, so, you might be able to play with it on your Zune. I know. I do have a Zune. I'll be able to play it on my Microsoft Band. I like Microsoft. Anyway, uh, you can contact us on Twitter at park blueprints and always leave us an email at themeparkblueprints at gmail.com where we want you to send us your prediction of the park just do four years do the same four years we did let us know what silver dollar city should add yeah uh, always love feedback we read it on the show uh, and also love feedback for the the whole comments if you have anything you want to improve anything you don't like about the show um, anything you think is perfect let us know yeah, and on that note, that'll do it for us. Um, was, was this our longest episode? No, I think Cedar Point was longer. Okay. We had a lot more to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and maybe next time we'll end up at your park. Ka-pow. Ka-pow. Family Whitewater's making history. All new Kapow Plummet, the biggest thrill ride in the history of Whitewater. Kapow!